0: Hello and welcome to series three of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women from diverse backgrounds and perspectives in science and technology. Our conversation gives us insights into some fascinating innovations, but we also get to relate. Here on Innovation, I give women a platform to be heard and seen because this exact conversation is also in video on YouTube. And honestly every single episode that i record is inspiring and uplifting because we hear about what these women have learned along their own life's journeys both personally and professionally this week i talked to zainab Adigun, a structural engineer
1: my name is zainab adegun um, i'm a senior structural engineer at Pell freshman um, I've been in the industry for about six years now and um, yeah I love it, um, I've got two boys, uh, they're twins, um, I also volunteer for an organisation um, called uh, AFBE which stands for Association for Black and Ethnic Minority Engineers and what we're trying to do is basically make engineering accessible to all. Um, I lead the school programme which is called an Engineering Hot and essentially what we do is go into schools. Um, so. The range age range is about 12 to 18 year olds and we do all sorts of activities and sort of mentoring, career fairs, um, a day in the life of an engineer, basically um, a panellist of different types of engineers from different backgrounds, basically just making them aware of the different possibilities that are available to them.
0: Wow. OK, so what is it like being an engineer and a mum at the same time?
1: It's intense. It's really, really intense. Um, and I think to be fair, I do have a lot of support around me, but I feel like at the moment I got pregnant, um, it was like, whoa, oh my gosh, because I'm, I'm not charted yet. So And that's a real big aspiration for me to become charted. So when I did get pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, my career is going to come to a standstill. Um, It made me think, okay, like, it means maybe I won't get to where I want to be, etc. Um, fast forward, however, I feel like since since having kids and, and coming back into the world of work, bearing in mind I only took six months off, I feel like things have just sort of skyrocketed. Like, it's, it's, it's the best my career has been in. Um, I, I, I feel more confident. I feel like because I, I've got an extra sense of purpose. Um having children because you know you're not you're no longer living for yourself, you're actually living for them as well. So it's almost like you've got to get up and go and get it. And there's you don't have a choice, if you get what I mean.
0: That's amazing to hear. And I feel like you probably had kids at a time where people are open to accepting the idea that women can have badass careers and be mothers. So your timing was great.
1: I I agree I think I was quite lucky I think people before me may not have been so confident but at the same time you know you make all things of what you will you it's either you pick up yourself and you you know you dust yourself up and, and you you have that motivation and drive in your mind or you sort of let the um I don't know world or the industry shape how you approach your career after so you're right I think Times have changed. I'm, I'm a bit lucky in that sense. But at the same time, that drive only does come from within. And also, have I think working with an organization that is quite flexible and quite understanding, of course, does help.
0: Yeah. So, take me through the journey um, because you ended up being a structural engineer, right? That's your title. Yes. How did you get to be a structural engineer? Like, what was the trajectory?
1: sure um to be honest at the start of my career so I, I, I we can actually fast forward all the way back so being a young sort of a young female um or a young student I was always quite intrigued by buildings and thinking oh wow how are they even getting this building to stand up right now but I didn't actually know what it entailed or what it meant to to have a building stand up like that so as time went by, I went I did a course in year nine, so from year nine to year eleven in engineering, because um they had an option, they came to school and said, Oh, you can go into um hairdressing uh, um, I think a m- mechanical um something and um, engineering. And I thought, oh, actually, I get to be out of school for one day a week, that's really cool. Um, and also I won't be doing hairdressing because at that time I was a bit of a tomboy as well. Um, mechanics again not really don't really want to get that dirty so engineering oh yeah that makes sense that sounds really fun so done that and I really like that did a lot of electronics played um, with different sorts of machines really enjoyed that at the same time being really good with maths and engineering I think I'm sorry maths and physics and sort of the sciences. I think I spoke to someone that sort of explained, though, actually, if you want to do engineering, you have to do, you have to be good at those subjects. So I did that at a levels. So that was fine. And then also speaking to someone along the way, they sort of explained, actually, civil engineering, if you like like buildings and that kind of stuff, civil engineering is the way to go. Um, But lo and behold, civil engineering isn't really just about buildings, is it? It's about you've got the geotechnics, you've got the water, you've got the, um, you know, different types of um, subjects that you cover. So, it was actually at the very end of my degree, um, whilst I was on my placement year, going back to do, to finish my MENG, where I was ap- approached um, by someone from Brunel, because that's the university I went to. And they said, oh, would you like to do a, a master's? So rather than carry on doing your MENG, would you like to do a master's in structural engineering? And I, I was like, uh, wow, that sounds really difficult, but I know what structural engineering is. It's about buildings. I think that's, that sounds really good. And on top of that, you get a scholarship so that was when I really decided actually actually what I really really want to do is become a structural engineer so it took such a long time to really understand what I wanted to do and what I needed to do to get there but along the way I sort of was sort of pushed in the right path and you know here I am today yay to Brunel yeah
0: yeah um so along that way did you ever think Uh, I don't fit the stereotype. Maybe I shouldn't be here.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, you you sit in a classroom full of, um, it's just male in everything. So even for maths, when I was doing maths at at A-levels, I was probably the only female. And on top of that, I was the only black female. But to be really honest with you, um, I don't know where I get this this sense of courage or, I don't know, it's just it, it didn't bother me. I, I actually it quite it excited me the fact that I was the only female or the only black person in the room. I thought like it was maybe it was maybe a time to maybe try and make a change and it doesn't matter. I mean as long as you have the the um, facilities, the resources and you're not being you know you, you don't have prejudice against you, why not? why should that stop me? And you know when I said to my dad, oh dad, I, I think I want to be a structural engineer, he was like, oh yeah, you know, go for it, why not? However, my mom's response was like, oh, God, are you sure that's really for It's a male's field? And, and I, I just I didn't let that bother me. Um, I, I didn't really care. I think it was, it, it, you know, it was what it was. And I guess that's where the drive comes from today, where I like to volunteer for like things like AFBE and making engineering hot. Because, it, you know, being a young child at that time, I could have easily been discouraged by the fact that I was I didn't look around and see people that looked like me. But I refused to let that get to me. I just, I didn't, I didn't think it was important. I think I was, I was quite knowledgeable. You know, I, 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 I was getting the grades. I was, I was being, I, I got to uni, you know, all by myself, you know. So why, why is that the stigma? Why is that the, the why is the fact that I stand out such a, um, a bad thing? I think it should be used to my advantage, actually.
0: Wow. I mean, that is almost like we can stop there. You know, like, it's like, I just hope that people hearing that can hang on to that because that's like make or break. You know, an attitude like that can send you either left or right, you know. Um, Was there anyone inspiring you or were you just like trailblazing?
1: Mm, That's a really good question. I I, I love that question. Um, I feel like I was trailblazing a lot. Um, I feel like the fact that they almost told me I couldn't do it made me want to do it even more. I guess it comes a bit about, um, maybe because I'm a bit rebellious. My star signs are Leo, so we're, we're lions. So we like to, it's all, that courage comes from within and you, you like to sort of do what you're not supposed to do. and Sometimes maybe it got me a bit into trouble. However, the, at the same time, I did have, so um, my my granddad act, was actually an architect. So having that in mind, and he he lives in Nigeria, he was born and brought up in Nigeria, so having that in mind did kind of give me a bit of uh, inspiration, to be really honest, and when I did, when I did finally say, oh I'm doing the degree in in civil engineering, he was so proud of me, bearing in mind this, this, uh, my granddad, because obviously we live in separate countries, I don't speak to him very regularly, but to be one of his grandchildren that actually sort of following in his footsteps a little bit he was you know really over the moon and he bought me a book um to do with construction and you know that did that 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 book is still with me and it really really does um you know it it makes a difference because it it almost sort of kept me going apart from that to be honest the inspiration I, I saw was towards the end of uni so there was this lady I, I met Yoande um, Akinola she I think she came to one of the um, events that I went to and she was black and that just I, I just looked at her in awe thinking wow you're so cool she's young you know she's in such a good position she's come to speak at events it's like whoa I think why can't I get there too and to be fair, along the way I kind of didn't focus on that anymore, I just focused on my degree and getting a job, um, so it's only recently, as I said, where my career has actually sort of taken a, a skyrocket because I'm, I'm now being able to have opportunities just like this, you know, being able to be invited to, to just speak on a podcast, something I would never do before. So, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of inspiration. It was more just trying to trailblaze because I knew what I wanted. I didn't really know how I was going to get there, but I, I knew what my end goal was, was um, what I wanted my end goal to be.
0: I think I'm getting your vibe, which is you want to make change happen. You're a change maker and that does take a lot of courage um when's your birthday by the way I'm a Leo too
1: really it's on 7th of August
0: okay when's July 30th oh nice Leos are the best (laughs) 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 um ywanda has been on this podcast um wow yeah that's
1: that's just crazy for me honestly doctor because it's I was like how old was I I think 19 looking up at her thinking wow I want to be like you and just hearing the fact that she's been on this podcast I've I've met her twice now and every time I'm like oh my god you know you're my hero and it must be a bit awkward for her because she doesn't understand the impact she made but it's just crazy it really is seeing someone that looks like you doing what you would love to do is so impactful honestly doctor it's so impactful
0: yeah and you know what I'm thinking of you and I'm listening to you and i'm just thinking what incredible women because you know when i was graduating from engineering there just were no women like you and you know if i had had role, mo- role models like you and yuanda i just i would have thought that anything was possible um, and i'm so like relieved actually that women like you exist because you know when you started out by saying you know I've got twin boys and like it's like oh my god women really can have it all today you know because it was just so different like a couple of decades ago where it was unheard of that women would be doing male jobs but not only are you doing male jobs but you're doing it in a feminine way by juggling motherhood and you know it's just it's so badass i mean this is i think you are part of the definition of the way the future is for women who want to have careers have purpose that's beyond having children
1: exactly exactly
0: and um so with that in mind like i guess what i really want to know from you is Clearly it's doable because you're doing it, but like, is it hard? Like, is it like a daily struggle and you're just like, no, this is fine. I'm struggling. Or is it like, no, it's literally doable. Um, And and if so, what are the main things that make it doable for you?
1: I, um, I love the question. Um, I think to be fair, I, I, I think I'll, the first thing I want to say is the fact that I had kids in the middle of my career, you know, just, I, I wasn't even a senior engine, uh, an engineer yet. So the fact that that happened, I honestly had a meltdown. I was so scared. Um, scared, nervous, everything. And it, it really just made me feel like, yeah, this is it. My life is over, honestly. And um it's crazy but however at the same time i i look back now and think would i do it again and absolutely i would do it again right now to have kids right now and to be fair also i have been blessed with the pandemic the pandemic has been a blessing and a curse in in many ways but the pandemic really did help me because that was when working from home started so the fact that i could work i could Finish my mat leave at six six months, um, even though I didn't want to. That was actually due to finances and being also because of fear. I didn't want to um, take too much time off because I didn't want them to um, think, oh, yeah, maybe she doesn't care that much. And then I'm losing out on opportunities every single day. Also, I didn't want to be on mat leave for too long because I thought, you don't even know where, where the world is working now. Would I even have a job when I come back? You know, that, that happened. However, at the same time, I didn't have that mum guilt. Because I felt because I was able to be at home um, and look after my kids at the same time, but also work. So, I, I, I actually am quite blessed. And also, because I, I live in a house where I, I have a support system that's really, really strong and there all the time, I have that luxury. So, to be fair, my, my situation isn't so, it's not so cut clear. It's, it's not something that is quite normal. Um, it's because I live in a house where I have a lot of people around me. Um, if I didn't, I think to be fair, I think I would still strive um, because, as I said, that determination comes from within. Um, I would, I would put things in place to make sure I'm still able to to focus on my career as well as be a mom. Because at the end of the day, I was I was Zainab before I had children, and I want to be Zainab after, but still have that input as a mother. If you understand what I mean, so being having that support system really does help. Having people around me really does help, and also the fact that You know, agile working is now a thing. You don't have to be in the office um, five days a week. That really does help. You know, that flexibility is really, really important. So I guess with anyone trying to do the same thing, you really do have to go for an organisation that is understanding that you are you are. Yes, you're an engineer, you're an employee, but actually you do have a life, life outside of your work. So they need to be accommodating of that at the same time, if you get what I mean. So there's a number of things that really have to be in place for you to be able to do it. And even with that being said, doctor, it is still really, really hard because sometimes, for instance, today I woke up, was trying to get ready for um for work and stuff. And then both of them have woken up at the same time. So um, I- I'm going to have to look after them for at least a little bit f- before I then pass them on to my partner. And, you know, I'm trying to get my mind right, trying to get ready. But you don't have that luxury because you're actually on call 24-7.
0: Mm. And it does seem that from the conversations I've had with women, with kids, it does seem like supportive partners are crucial. What do you think about that?
1: Absolutely. If you don't have a supportive partner, um, things will be quite difficult. However, at the same time, life does happen and we need to respect that. Um, at the end of the day, if you have at least a supportive network of people, you can, you'll be fine. It's, it's OK. If you can rely on at least one person, you'll be fine.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, because one of the things that comes up is, you know, obviously this podcast is for women in STEM. um, But I often think, like, I don't want women to necessarily hear this. I actually want men to hear it because I feel like men need to develop more of an understanding of what it's like for us women in STEM um but it sounds like you've got a really solid uh support system and that sounds crucial um so you're juggling a lot like that's the reality yeah um what are the uh sort of mantras or like the the things you tell yourself on a daily basis in order to keep that juggling um happening
1: that's a really interesting question um I, I was in going to work um I think it was it was yesterday and I was in the lift I was looking back at myself through the mirror um, in the lift and I said to myself Zainab where do you want to be in the next five years are you going to be happy in the next five years and those are the kind of weird conversations I have with myself because it, it reminds me to think of it's what you do now will really have an impact on where you are in the next five years. And in the next five years, you cannot be in the same place because then what would have been what would it have been all worth it if if you if you're basically stagnant and in the same position? You have to really think about what is your next move? What, what are you do, doing next? What can you do a bit better? What, what things do you really need to focus on right now that will really make an impact in the next five years? And those are the kind of conversations that I have with myself that almost pushes me back into, into the race, in, in, just in case I fall off, because I will fall off, I will, um, maybe sometimes I get a bit overwhelmed with work, or maybe sometimes I get a bit overwhelmed with family, or maybe sometimes I get overwhelmed with just personal, with just my personal situation, you know, but you can't allow that to affect you, and, and I was speaking to my mum the other day, and she said, Dana, you know, the, you know you've, you've got kids, and yes, you have a partner, but your work is really, really important, because that is, that is your bread, and that's your butter, without your work you, you cannot survive you know and and that really is it work is very 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 important and it's not just work to me anymore it's my career it's my passion it's something that I genuinely um, love doing so I guess you know I, I always try and keep um keep the beat and just keep going and just making sure that um I, I'm, I'm keeping myself fresh you know mm-hmm. i'm doing a bit of this but actually Zainab maybe you should be doing a bit of this so i'm doing a lot of stem activities and but someone in my in my um organisation said to me Zainab you're doing a lot but you're not you're not getting chartered yet you need to get chartered and this was someone quite quite high up and it was such a wake up call doctor because i'm doing so so many things but what what's happening to my professional qualification that was one thing i was supposed to do from the very beginning you know
0: mm. so, yeah yeah, I mean, you sound unique in your attitude, which is that you don't ever let yourself stand still. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a common attitude, um, because, uh, you know, I've had conversations with women where they go, "Well, once I had kids, my attitude changed, and it became all about them." And I just didn't care about work anymore. Like it just, you know, and I think different women have different attitudes and yours is really like you just keep going. Um, And that's really, really inspiring because uh, that's how we progress. You know, Um, are you aware that your attitude is very innovative?
1: Well, that's quite that's quite an interesting way to put it. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. Um, but I see. I, I guess I see what you mean. Um, because you're no longer no longer confined to what society thinks, and you're no longer thinking, "Oh, yeah, this is what I need to be." Um, but all this time, I just thought my attitude is just because first of all, I don't want to be poor. <laughs> Second of all, I feel like I need to make I need to make a difference. In my children's life, so I want to make I want to be financially free. Mm. That's really, really important for me. Um, my parents have come from Nigeria and they've done an amazing job raising my my siblings and I in in this country, and they've given us opportunities that they didn't necessarily have. So that also has an impact because you're thinking, all right, so they've done this for you. So what are you going to be doing for your own children? Are you just going to be following what the status quo says and just, you know, just live Oh yeah, just a nice, comfortable life. That's fine. You know, that's okay for some people, but for me, I feel like I've got, I've got a bit more to do. Um, and at the same time I want to drag everyone else up behind me. So when I say that, I mean, the young people behind me that don't have the opportunities that maybe I was exposed to, for instance, having a scholarship for my masters, not a lot of people can do that. Whilst I was at school, I also had this opportunity to, um, have a Saturday class where they paid me to come so I could do maths and physics not a lot of people have the opportunity to do that and because of that they their lives don't actually go in the path that maybe they would have wanted so th- those three things really are, are the main drivers for me I think and you you say that it's innovative is it's really really interesting very refreshing actually doctor um, yeah that and it, it really just just makes me just wonder now and it, it, it makes me smile it really really just makes me smile
0: because it sounds like um the more you add onto your plate um the more driven you become I mean what were you like before you had children and the purpose to give your kids a better life like were you as driven
1: this is really interesting um one of my uh, one of the the people that I work with said to me Zainab it's like since you've had kids it's like you, you know you've just shot up and and just that's not even just thinking about um, like, where I am in my career, just even just my attitude to everything. Um, but I wouldn't say I was a bum before. I mean, I did get here. I, I went out and got a placement. I, I know, I've I, I done a Masters. Um, so, yeah, I was, I think maybe I was just like, yeah, just going to go with it. Let's see what happens. And, oh, yeah, oh, do, got a job. Well, oh, that's great. Doing well, that's great. Um, I, maybe my focus was more on, Like having fun and going on holidays and that kind of stuff. I think maybe that was why, maybe I came across a little bit, um, maybe just slightly nonchalant about my career and where I wanted to be. Um, But obviously, having kids, it's like, whoa, all right, tunnel vision, what are you doing? You've got to be sensible. You're not just, you're not an 18 year old teenager, you're not 21. Also, I guess it comes with age, doctor. I'm going to be 30 soon. And that's quite a big milestone for me. So I'm looking back at myself thinking, all right, all the things that I wanted to achieve when I, um, when I was growing up at the age of 30, have I been able to achieve it? What can I do right now to, to when I when it comes to the age where I've turned 30, I feel like, okay, yeah, that's not bad, eh? That's not bad. You can keep going, but that's not bad.
0: Wow. You're so inspiring. Um, so... Yesterday I was at um a panel uh I was part of a panel and um we the people in the audience were underrepresented um all like graduates super intelligent um you know really they were hand picked we were at Oxford and they're doing like a 6 week uh graduate program to see whether they might do a phd so The room was full of really incredible people. Um, But what really shocked me was even though we're in that very kind of elite situation, um, a lot of people talked about their lack of confidence. Um, And I was reflecting on the train home. Like, it's difficult coming from an ethnic minority, from a background that, you know, is underrepresented, where you don't see many people like us succeed. Um, you know, all of those things. So you can be brilliant, but you can also have this thing that you carry around with you, which is like, I'm not enough. Um, have you ever felt that? And how do you deal with that, if you have?
1: Wow. Well, um that's 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 quite a difficult question I think to be honest from the start from the beginning um the fact that I was female and the fact that I was black I always knew that things would be a a little bit harder for me because that that I'm not just black I'm also a a woman in a in a male-dominated field okay that's fine I accept the challenge, that's absolutely okay, I can't really say I've had that experience where, yeah, I've definitely felt like I've been discriminated against, um, like, like, and it was so clear, I honestly can't say that, there has been some sort of subtleness, of course, however, why would I let that distract me, why would I let that get to me, because isn't that the plan then, isn't that the idea? because I'm black and because I'm female I'm supposed to be at, at a certain level no why would I let that distract me that's basically allowing them to win and that's that's just that that would be crazy that would defeat the whole purpose of this thing and at the same time have an organization such as AFBE you are surrounded by amazing people from ethnic minorities and that. And even that, even just being a part of that organisation has been the main reason, to be honest with you, doctor, why I've been able to be um, so so confident and being able to be in in amazing situations. The opportunities that have come to me because of AFBE are it is immense, you know. Um, so I guess that's that's the that's the key thing. It you you will feel a bit like oh actually oh god yeah. I'm the only black person in the room, but you can't let that discourage you. You cannot, you cannot. And if you do feel discouraged by that, surround yourself by, um, with like-minded people that look like you. Because the fact of the matter is, our representation is, it, it, it is on you know un, under, underrepresented. We underrepresented. We're we're not we're not represented very well, and that's why we have such things like um, EDI and you know the tick box exercises that people like to go through. You know, and that you take that with a bit of salt because do do they really want to do it is it is it really something they really care about, or is it because they want to look good? but that's a story for another day um you know you you really just have to surround yourself by people that look like you. Don't let that bog you down because you're the only black person in your in your in your field that I think the idea is to make that actually let that drive you so go you when you are you know in the place you want you want to be and you get to to the position you want to be remember how you felt at the very beginning and go back go back and bring up the other people that I've been left behind because th- that is that is your it's almost like it that is now your purpose maybe maybe it's not something you are so interested in but it is your purpose because the fact of the matter is that you're needed you're needed to go back and 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 get the rest of the people so that you know they can join you so you're no longer the only black person in your in your organization I'm the only black female in my organization and it's crazy well, I say organ- I, I saw another black lady actually yesterday for the first time, but she's in an admin role and it's fine, it's fine. But I want to see people that look like me, that sound like me, that think like me in my organization.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: I think I don't know if I answered the question properly, but
0: no, it's, you totally did. And you're bringing back all the memories of AFBE UK this year that event was so awesome and the love in the room and the celebration of people's achievements yes. and everyone was so united and everyone had so much fun like dancing and oh my God, I just, you know, the the panel discussions during the day were incredible. Um, I mean, everything, I just came out of that event buzzing, just knowing that AFB really um. AFB really uh, provides um, a a kind of hub of support and encouragement and hope and joy and positivity. I mean, it's just such an incredible organisation and it's because of people like you in it. Um, um, and, And I just think what you're doing is so incredible. But you know you as an individual you are utterly inspiring just hearing the little details of your story i mean i feel like you know we could chat for hours about what you've been through what your vision is for your future but you know just knowing that you exist i think will um touch so many women who look like you but also women who cuz i think you know that we need to shout out to sort of women who are Caucasian and kind of also lack a bit of self-belief because your attitude is just like, so like, let's do this. Um, So thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for being so inspiring.
1: Thank you, thank you very much.
0: So if anyone wants to find out more about AFBE, where do they go?
1: Uh, so we are on LinkedIn, so um, Association of Black and Ethnic Minority Engineers, so AFBE UK, just type that in, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, uh, we've got our own website, we're everywhere, just just type in AFBE UK and you'll find us.
0: Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews then the more interest from those trusty algorithms which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series called Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery, self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation. Let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always, be kind and loving, and I wish you all a great week.